Hey, Invite the Neighbors DIY podcast is sponsored by Two Foot Parade Records. Uh, Two Foot Parade Records is based out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. For those of you not in Michigan, Kalamazoo is a real place. Um, I promise. It's on the west side. Um, they have a new release on March 5th, um, which is a re-release of Closet Goth's album called Friendship Village. And it's a tape that comes with a digital zine, so check that the fuck out. Um, and uh, Gabe, let me know if you don't want me to say fuck during the ads. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, they are a really cool um, record label. They're all about like kind of giving the power to the artists. Um, so, I mean, that's honestly great and it lends itself to DIY bands. So if you want to check them out, they, sub- they take submissions on their website, twofootparade.com. Um, and you can find all their stuff there. They have, uh, Ness Lake recently put out a tape on the label and uh, worry club also put out a tape recently on their record label. So check out twofootparade.com. Yo, what's good? This is another episode of, of Invite the Neighbors, soon to be a different name. Um, as soon as I get around to figuring out how to do a rebrand without rebranding. It's going to be the same podcast, same everything, except for the name is going to be more obvious to what actually is going on. I feel like Invite the Neighbors doesn't really summarize it. I'm going to keep saying that and kind of prep people for the name change so that it's not all at once, but it's going to be a different name at some point. The logo is going to look the same. The website's going to look the same. Everything's going to look the same, but the name will be different. Talk with Cat in the Hurricane on this episode. They're a really good band. They'll make you cry, probably, if you have feelings. Um, and yeah, I did this episode so long ago that I don't even remember what we talked about. Uh, but that's my problem. So I do remember enjoying it, and I do remember really enjoying the music. They're one of the bands that I actually saved on Spotify. I don't, I don't do that for every band. And no offense to any other band. Everyone has their own taste. But this is one of those bands that I actually, uh, God. Um, but give us a follow on Instagram. And we're not on, I mean, we're on Twitter, but I don't use it. Twitter's a piece of shit. It's the worst, worst community of all time, Twitter. Um, but Instagram we use. Facebook we post, but I don't really use it. Um, Instagram's the way to go. And check out Cat and the Hurricanes. Check out their music on Spotify and wherever else you stream music. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Tell a friend about this. Help us out and enjoy. Hey. Yeah, cool. I mean, I, I I try to keep track of my mouth wherever wherever it is. Um, but yeah, you can swear. <laughs> Rad. We love it. Wow, we got a lot to say. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> All right, well... Uh, Let's start with politics and religion. What is your... No, I'm just joking. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. We're ready. Oh, are you kidding? It's like my favorite thing. Hit us with the, that real shit. No, to be honest, like... <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I've dropped that joke before, and I really got to come up with some new material, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> well, it was new for us. It's new for us, so... I know. I can get away with it, but then I, I, I forget. See, like, this, the podcast keeps me sharp because... The fact that, like, some people listen to all the episodes, which, one, why, you know, but also, two, thank you, but that the fact that they yeah. do means I have to, like, you know, it's new for you, but, you know, it's not like in real life when you can just, like, you meet a new person so you can just break out all your your gold material and it's they're going to think, oh, my God, this person's hilarious, you know? <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I still do that. Like we we joke around that like I want to 
make like an invite the neighbors bingo board because there's so many things that I say on such a consistent basis that like <laughs> you, the listeners could literally be playing bingo and I and you know I'm I'm curious like I, I dunk on Greta Van Fleet all the time so that's like the middle oh my square. god that's like the middle square basically is fucking yeah but uh yeah you know I appreciate you guys being here though what are your names by the way. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I'm talking so I could start. I guess <laughs> I was looking at everybody, and I was like, "Well, no, nope, I'm talking." <laughs> All right, so I'm Alex. Uh, Alex Nelson. I use they, them, theirs pronouns, and I drum for Cat and Hurricane. Hey, uh, this is Benjamin. Uh, I also use they, them pronouns, and I play keys and backup vocals and electronic things. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm Cat. Uh, I. Use he, she, they pronouns, and I play guitar and sing. Also, hey. is the hurricane. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. no, cat, cat's not the hurricane. I'm going to correct you there. Cat is cat. The other two, oh, are the silly yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. You know, I've been to hoping you to in your place there. <laughs> uh, you know, I was, I really set myself up for it. So I'd be disappointed if you didn't a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> that, was, that was our free space. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, dude. So I listened to, uh, I listened to uh, the music today and I sent you an email about it because I was, I was excited. I, uh, I like bands like, for instance, like one of my favorite bands is Charlie Bliss. And they are, they, I fucking love that band and like the like the synth pop, synth rock type of thing. I'm about it. And I've recently got into it more because of that band. And I guess, like, when I heard your guys' stuff, um, specifically the one song, Why Am I Like This, that, you know, really good. I was really pleased bopping over to that shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, Naturally, I just kind of let it play. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like some bands that come on because I get a lot of bands on here. I don't listen to like I don't let it just keep playing. You know what I mean? Everyone's got their taste. I'm not. I'm not saying that to like shit on anyone or anything like that. But you know, there's sometimes that like n- naturally, I'm not going to love every band that I interview. Sometimes I'll like listen to a couple songs. But all right, I get the gist of this. I get it enough to where I can talk to them about it, type of thing. But you guys, I just kind of let it play, you know, and see what it's about. And then I almost was like. <laughs> brought to tears by another one i don't know what the name was because i was i just wasn't paying attention to my phone like looking at it but like there's this, like this ballad that is just like so moving i'm a sucker for that type of stuff and so you guys have range is what i'm saying um and this isn't news to you because i was checking out your website and you know it's like every gender every genre <laughs> was one of the things i read yeah but you know you got range and i'm just curious like where does this come from like is this is this the product of just like all your influences as a band? Was it ever a conversation starting out like, hey, we really want to cover a lot of ground here musically? Or was it just something that kind of happened? I guess our blanket term that we like to use is sad lesbian music. So <laughs> under that, guys, I feel like we all have influences from some really sad lesbian along the, <laughs> along the line. And it's, like a, it's like a modge podge of a collective of like different backgrounds of how we were raised and what we were raised listening to. So mm-hmm. it's like a, we can't land on any one genre. Cause I feel like we've got the ability to uh, do a little bit of everything. 
Yeah, I would say that too. And also I think that like just what we sound like, if you were like all, a lot of our songs are really different, but like if you were to mush them all together, it would sound somewhere in the ballpark of indie rock. Right. And so I think that like, that's like the perfect place to be because indie just doesn't really mean anything anymore. <laughs> it's so big and yeah. all encompassing. Yeah. Right. Um, so I feel like that's like just a really good sweet spot for us to really be creative and play around with what we like to jam on. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I can appreciate that. Cause I, I mean, I, I get bored when with bands that are just kind of, you know, they might be good and, but they're just good in the same way for, you know, mm-hmm. for like, you know, for five songs, six songs or however long a record is it's just like the same type of good where you know by the end of it i'm just like all right well that you know it, it doesn't do it for i mean i'm just speaking for myself you know specifically i like yeah. you guys because of all the different ground you covered i'm add you know and i it i like when bands can kind of sometimes in the same song like kind of jump around a little bit um <laughs> oh yeah. yeah well we we definitely are not unfamiliar with uh <laughs> executive dysfunction so uh that might come our music and genre as well <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't think it was ever a conscious conversation it's just like this is just really who we are <laughs> and like we yes. just play what sounds fun and we've never like we never sat down and we're like we're gonna be a rock band of this particular you know like pigeonhole into one subgenre. we're just like let's just play whatever we have fun playing and that's just how it happened yeah yeah like even when we're playing songs like trying to write so- something and we're like i really want this to sound like this band it never ends up sounding like that band <laughs> at all like in a, in a good way you can tell the influences because we wrote it we could tell but like it sounds so unique and cool mm-hmm. and so i really appreciate that about what we've been able to accomplish yeah you know like it, it reminds me too like my own music i when people ask me what it is i just say it's adhd rock because I, every song is kind of different you know and there's the structures all over the place every song is long it's it's almost like i forgot that i was still on the same song when i was writing it and i'm just like all right well i'm just gonna end it now like five and a half minutes in or something but um are you in you know, my are you in our <laughs> i mean it's, it's it's i mean it's I prefer it that way, personally. I mean, I'm obviously super biased because, like, I I do what I do, and like, if I didn't like what I did, I wouldn't talk about it. I guess. But, yeah. But yeah, I just I think it's 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 just fun, and like when you don't pigeonhole yourself like that, it it, it gives you a lot of freedom. And you know, I honestly expected that answer, by the way, because like I ask bands that question sometimes expecting them to give me that answer but the reason i ask is because i'm waiting for the one band to be like yeah we actually specifically talked about this is what we want to be i'm just waiting for that to actually happen because i just feel like and i'm not if that's someone's uh process or whatever that's how they came to be and they're good like cool i'm not going to argue with it but it also seems Mm -hmm. like what i would have done in high school or middle school like the first time i join a band and we all get together and we're like all right what do we want to be you know, but um, yeah. Another thing you said too was like, even if you set out to uh, sound like a band, it never is. And I realized that, like, with my own songwriting, like, I realized like I could, like, if I hear like a Radiohead song or something. If you're playing "Invite the Neighbors Bingo," by the way, I just mentioned Radiohead. But like, if if I, <laughs> if I, I could straight up go into writing a song 
with the intent of just copying a specific airbag. I mean, a specific uh, Radiohead song like Airbag. Um, and it won't sound like it at all because you know what I mean. I'll just be like, with whether it's the production or structure or whatever, it's still going to be entirely different because I'm not playing the same notes. It's just so I think you know I kind of learned, and maybe other people could maybe learn from that too. Is, is that like it's okay to just set out to copy your influences to an extent because naturally, I mean, as long as you're an individual and as long as you like trust your own like choices songwriting wise, it's never going to sound. No one's ever going to be able to tell what you're trying to do if you do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, absolutely. I feel like in my head the analogy that make sense to me is like because there's nothing really new in terms of like especially with like rock music like we're all using the same five chord patterns <laughs> and like you know just like with molecules and atoms like there's only so much material in the world it's more about how you're arranging it and putting it together so it's like we're not it's not like we're coming up with any new chord patterns and actually a lot of our songs use the exact same chord patterns <laughs> as other yeah. ones but it's more like how do you make it your own it's like no one's gonna say that you're invalid or like ripping off queen if you like copy queen but, but like everyone's done it <laughs> it's just a matter of can you do it in a way that makes it your own and like tells your own story with it and i think that's like i don't know some people i think stress about that a little bit too much of like well i can't sound like anything else that's ever come out well there's hundreds of millions of thousands of songs you're in gonna the sound world. A little like, like something yeah, else. you're going to sound like something else, but it's right. like, can, do you have a purpose behind it? Like, are you telling a story? Do you have a reason for what you're making? Like, is there something, is there an emotion behind it? And I think that's what connects people to the song. Yeah, I think the ultimate goal is to sound more like yourself than your influences. Like, you're not, you're not going to be able to escape, for the most part, sounding like something. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, even yeah. even like the bands that are we consider to be like pioneers in in certain genres in their minds they were influenced by something and they were you know everybody is coming from a place of influence you know like it, yeah so it's i don't know i don't take that i used to take that as like a slight when like a, like a friend would hear a, a demo i did or something like that and tell me like oh this reminds me of this but it's like the people who know me well are going to know exactly what context my music's coming from because they know exactly what I listen to so they're going to be able to hear it more it's not really an insult it's not you know what I mean it's, I feel like sometimes bands well you'll hear them and you'll tell them like oh you remind me of this band they'll take it as like oh it's like almost like an insult to them but I just don't see it that way at all I think like yeah it's meant to compliment you know I think it helps you out mm -hmm. and, and oh, totally. recognizing I don't know where placement uh, and like uh, anything from yeah. like Spotify algorithms to literally filling a bill, like right. just trying to find Signposts. the likeness mm -hmm. between you and another band. And we did that for a while. We would literally ask people, like we would play a show and we would ask the like organizer of the show or like the person running sound, be like, who do you think we sound like? Because people ask us and we don't know. And it's just like when people are like, oh, what playlist should I put you on? Or like what radio station? We're like, I, I don't know. <laughs> who do right. we sound like? You, you tell us. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, and that's actually, that's honestly a good spot to be, like, if you don't yourself know, and if it's, like, a difficult question for people to answer, I think that's good, you know, that's definitely, like, a good sign. It might be, like, a problem to have, but it's, like, a good problem to have, you know? Like, yeah. You're trying that's to, very fair. Yeah, like, 
if if it's like immediately one thing that like everybody <laughs> says, then that's like okay. Maybe we should uh I mean, you know, switch it up a little bit because you don't want to be like so carbon copy of something that like you're like the Walmart version of something that already exists. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If you're like, my brand is Green Day and nothing else. Right. <laughs> like, I'm. <laughs> right. And, you know, like some bands are definitely like that. And those are maybe would fall into a category of more like hobbyist type of bands, at least in my mind, anyways. Like, if you're not really trying to push the envelope that much and you just like playing music for like the purity of it, I got nothing to, bad to say about that in terms of just generally what it is. But I, I think if you're trying to like do something with music and you're trying to like go places with it, then why not find your own brand? You know, why not push push the boundaries a little bit and not just do what you know you can do already. You know what I mean? And I think you guys do know because that's what you kind of do, I feel like. Even though, you know, it's it comes naturally to you, I think I think you guys are definitely finding your own sort of niche musically. But, um, we're trying. We're yes, certainly so, trying. Thank yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so with the two singer thing, that's what I'm. I'm kind of curious about. I'm always interested in like division of labor. Um, when there are multiple kind of like songwriters, lyricists, whatever have you in, in groups, because like I'm coming from the opposite end of the spectrum, where like I'm just like the guy in my band. Where like in my main band anyways, where I just kind of like write everything and the people I'm with are really cool about it and they like kind of trust the vision that I have and everything. But with you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to imagine with two singers that it's more of like a collaborative process. So I'm just curious, like what's, what's the, what's the normal division of uh, labor when it comes to songwriting and kind of like, what is your process for that? For the majority of our, uh, like our wheelhouse of what we have already out. Uh, so like our first and second albums, Miles Away and Libra, um, those were concept albums that I had already had written um, and completion. And it was just a matter of taking them to the studio and or the basement <laughs> where we recorded one of them. Um, I actually didn't uh, team up with Ben until 2018 and uh, when we we just when we started collaborating, um, I had had a few rough idea cookie cutter ideas for some songs, and it wasn't until then that we started. Like for example, "Sorry That I'm Like This" is the first song that I co-wrote with Ben, and we each have like a verse uh, or so that we wrote for ourselves, and then just kind of smashed them together, um, and then. Uh, later, uh, in like 2019, uh, Alex joined the band and we have some newer, newer material that we've not released yet. So Alex and I actually have a song that we co-wrote. So, uh, it's, it's a growing process of co-writing currently because a lot of our material is, uh, just already stuff that was already established before, uh, these two got into the band. Gotcha. And yeah, that kind of lays it out for me. And I'm curious that you got some new stuff coming out. I, I really like knowing not just the process, but kind of like what inspires people to write in the first place. Because I find that for me, writing is difficult when it comes to like, if I just sit down to write something, not going to work. 
just flat out. It's not going to work. Like if if I don't have something that kind of pushes me to be in that zone, right? Then it's just going to suck. You know, it's just going to feel forced. I'm curious, like for the stuff that you have out already, like kind of what inspired you, like thematically, you know, lyrically, whatever. Kind of like what what inspired you guys to 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 write those songs, and then for the stuff. You know, without giving too much wakes, you, you said it's still not out or whatever, but kind of like what was inspiring you um, for some of the stuff that you haven't put out yet? Uh, so for the earlier stuff, um, where they kind of sound like concept albums, because they are very themed, um, and they just stem from personal life experiences that I've experienced since, I don't know, starting around like 2017 and... Uh, forward um the first album is about a long distance relationship so that's like baby version of cat going through a long distance breakup with a a boyfriend that they never met um so had feelings about it and and wrote a cute little you know folk rock singer songwriter uh album where i sound completely different than i do now uh and then libra uh that came about uh, it's like a, it's like a slow burn of like life events, and it's not until that life event like really concludes that I'm able to like sit down and like open up either my phone or slap it down on a you know with pen and paper and really uh, just kind of write out what happened, and um, I. I I use my notebook as a way to just kind of journal like a little bit here and there every day. So basically I save up all of this material and it isn't until I find a appropriate chord progression or uh, something that really, um, I don't know, strikes, strikes a chord with me that I can kind of puzzle piece them together. Um, but I'm strikes a chord. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it's, yeah, it's, it, kind of every time I have something happen <laughs> literally anything <laughs> uh you know I need time afterwards to process but in that processing uh, of it I find myself writing about whatever it is and then before I know it I I have I'm trying to fix it right songs now. and uh we have such a, a huge wheelhouse and like I said there's so much more material that we have on top of the uh, you know, the releases that we've released just this year and that are going to be released like uh, end of spring, early summer. So it's just kind of an ever, ever revolving process of just writing as I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm the same way, but. I haven't really contributed many songs to this band. Just just the one so far. Yet. Yet. Yeah. We still have there's still time. Yeah, and I mean it's it's vague when you can when you think about like songwriting, because we I definitely contribute lots of percussion to songs that we're currently writing. Like structure ideas, but lyrics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just stemming from so many things that I've written for forever. I just kind of gave them to Kat one day and I was like, hey, here's like <laughs> I don't know, like two, four pages of them. I'm sure I have more, but I also have ADHD, so I don't know where anything is. <laughs> it's everywhere, though. It's everywhere. On every surface. 
Gotcha. Sorry, like I my uh internet shit out. I don't know if there's like a lag for you guys or something, but there was like thirty no, seconds. If 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 you guys didn't know that, that's amazing. That like, I, it, this could have gone off without a hitch. I could have just pretended to have heard all of that. <laughs> I think there is a little lag. There was a little lag, but okay, not bad. yeah. But I mean, if as long as you guys said everything and answered the question, then we don't need to go back and do it because it'll be on the recording. I just yeah, I hate Discord oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. much. It's just. <laughs> It's, I need to figure out something else because you know I don't understand how more like professional podcasts don't have this problem. There's something, there's some gap between what I'm doing and what pros are doing. I that I need to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> I am but, not uh, a pro and could not. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's this is You're a doing DIY. Great. <laughs> it's a DIY podcast, and I think that comes across maybe a little bit more than I would like. You know, <laughs> but it's all, yeah, it's all good. I mean, before we were doing like all of them in person, which was nice. Uh, but I mean, obviously that was put on hold, you know, like over a year ago, which is crazy. But anyways, sorry. So in, in terms of like, I, the last thing I heard you talking about was like lyrics and I'm curious, um, you know, in terms of like maybe lyricists that inspired you lyrics that like what because i i think it's interesting to think about like when you first started writing lyrics and for me that was like they were bad they're very bad uh and you know getting better i think is a process of one writing a lot but also kind of you know for me reading lyrics of of artists i really really respect and admire you know and trying to emulate the same way you try to emulate the sound of another band you maybe try to emulate the writing style so I'm, for you guys i'm curious like if there's anyone that stands out that maybe you when you were first started writing and stuff like some artists that whose lyrics you really looked up to and or just kind of admired uh well for me i i grew up listening to specifically paul mccartney uh like steve miller bands red hot chili peppers nirvana those are all things, those are all dad rock bands that my, my dad introduced to me at a very young age of like, yeah. as early as like third or fourth grade when I was, when I had my first Walkman, I was burning <laughs> CDs left and right. Um, oh, yeah. And then, and then kind of just started adding to my repertoire uh, by uh, just listening to the radio because realized at a certain point, oh my God, that's a thing. Uh, so became a huge fan of like <laughs> Hoobah Stank, Avril Lavigne, the Black Eyed Peas. Hoobah um, Stank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> really, really early, like what, 2000s rock um, and such. So uh, that's that's where that's where it started for me. Um, and then as I grew older, you know, just just. I don't know. Uh, LimeWire was a thing back then. So like it was yeah. unlimited of what I could find and download and destroy my dad's computer with. <laughs> yeah. Like you mentioned Hoobah Stank. My first concert, Hoobah Stank, opened for uh, Velvet Revolver at the Palace in Michigan. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. My mom and my stepdad took me to, took me to that. And I was, Hoobah Stank, you know, they kind of ripped. Not gonna lie, they weren't bad. People, people like to laugh because they're they got the worst band name of all time. Probably. 
Let's say probably the worst band name of all time. I don't know. There's probably worse ones out there. Buck Cherry is a really bad band name. Uh, trying to think. (laughs) Oh, do you guys ever remember like when you were kids having like really shitty band names? Like, because I I, that's a segment that I used to do a lot where I would ask bands like if they could remember any like really bad band names they used to have or like if they like when they're like middle school or something like that. Uh, my I literally have an entire like database because my friends in college like all my roommates we would that would be like a game we would play whenever someone would say something we would be like band name and we just we would write it down so i like i have them all written down so there's a lot of really bad ones and every time like it only happened a couple times to every once in a while we would actually come across a band that had used one of the like oh yeah things we had (laughs) and we'd be like i don't know if i am proud or like (laughs) disappointed But yeah, no, there's uh, I can't think of any real good ones off the top of my head, but I had two bands, they weren't real, they were not real at all, but we sure. thought they were real. All right, sure, when you're like eight and then 14. Um, <laughs> but I have no idea what they were called, they were they were not good. I need to remember this. Hmm. You're you're digging up some repressed memories. <laughs> Good. Yeah, those are, those are interesting times. Yeah, this podcast could either be therapy or it could like necessitate therapy, depending on the. <laughs> you know, it just it all depends. So, and I'm like I said before, I'm ADD, so I'm going to jump around a lot probably, and that's how I usually fill the hour. It's just jump around, whatever happens to come to my mind. But you know, this is like a it's random like, life question. So you guys have a record, obviously, or a single called uh, Libra. Is it a record or a single? Both. Oh, okay. Dope. Um, <laughs> I, how into astrology are you? Um, and <laughs> listen, can right. you explain you it to me? Oh, you know, I'll, first let me just just answer that question for me because that kind of gives me context for how much I can reasonably ask you. But yeah, like how into it are you guys? Wait, which which question? Like the how, like how into it are we yeah, or yeah, yeah. how do you understand it? Well, yeah, but there's like more specific questions that I w- I'm curious about and like specific observations I've made about astrology. That's why I'm asking like how into it are you guys? Oh, I mean, yes, yes, absolutely. So <laughs> astrology astrology's kind of like um I don't know. It's your birth chart. Like I know we, what it we, is. We all have. We were all born, right? Yeah. We we were all born in a physical location on the Earth, and above us there were stars, whether we could see them or not. And essentially, like your the sky at night when you or at, during the day, mid afternoon. I don't know. Whenever you were born, ask ask your mom or someone else. Oh, I know. Who could I'm get one of the rare adults that has their birth certificate, and like. Actually, I own my. I have it, and I know what time Wait, of day I was you, born. We have. We all have phones. Let's. We. We can. I can help you out, maybe. But I don't <laughs> want to. I'm trying to be brief, but you know, ADHD. Um. So no, basically, no. Great. So like <laughs> the. So the sun has a position. All the planets have positions. There are also like. Um. 
some other things like some nodes. I don't actually know what that means because I haven't gotten there yet. But um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I've been we've been we like astrology. We all care about it a decent amount. Yeah, I think. OK, so I've probably spent too many afternoons trying to figure out everything about all my friends based on it. But um, oh, and also music reference. I feel like I've learned the most about astrology through the podcast formerly known as Astro Blast, which was put on by. Uh, Jess Abbott of Tancred, formerly Now Now, um, and Chris Farron of Chris Farron, and, you know, Antarctica Vespucci, a bunch of other stuff. Um, so, highly recommend that. It goes by a different name now. It, does anyone know what it's called? Shoot. It's something ast- Astro something. Inkblot Astrology? I think that might actually be what it's called. Um but anyway, highly recommend. Explains a lot. The first season has Chris on it, and it's a blast, and it's a different format, and it's fun. And Jenny Owen Youngs works on it as well. Um, all people that at least I love. So anyway, um, so the sun is basically like who you like your ego, like who you like aspire to embody traits of, essentially. Um, and that's only one part of you. I think a lot of people mistake the sun as being like dictating your whole life. And I think also people think that astrology is predictive, which is absolutely not true. It's just a tool to help understand yourself, basically, in the context of the world around you, based on some things called astrology, which has existed for a, a very, very long time, since like yeah. Mesopotamian times, essentially. Uh, and so... Anyway, <laughs> then there's the moon sign, which is like your inner self, like your feelings, your emotions, your moods, um, then your rising sign, um, which is, I think, like it's a point in the horizon on the chart on your birth chart. And that uh, not only is like about like how you appear to other people, like um, uh, like, I don't know what else is rising. The, the purview of my knowledge. So. Amazing. All right. So, but it's, it, I read it as like essentially how other people read you, um, kind of how you come off as, um, and so on and so forth. But it's also the first uh, house in like your chart because we all have like if you were to dissect your birth chart, like the this map of the stars above you into twelve like little pie slices, those would be like different houses, which are basically like different areas of life, like the home family like that's as far as my knowledge goes like we're all learning so anyway it's pretty fun we know a good amount um i don't know if that helped you understand the basic yeah okay like just top three at least yeah in your birth chart what where where i kind of like and and i'm sorry to turn this into the astrology podcast but you know oh no please my podcast you know about it uh no but uh thing is I'm not here to shit on it either. So don't don't get that idea. But I what what confuses me is genuinely like the amount of the sheer number of people that are born at any given hour at the same time on a, on the same day in the same location. Like I'm glad that you said it's not predictive. It's just like a context. It's something to But I think like the, the amount of people that are that are are born it, it makes it hard for me to like understand how that could, how they could all share traits because of that. And like, I'm a spiritual person. Like I'm into this stuff. Like I'm not necessarily astrology, but I'm into like the supernatural or 
like you know spirituality type things like the like earth practices or whatever you want to you know i'm into that stuff so i'm not i'm coming from more of like a context of just curiosity and one thing i've noticed and there you know i guess i've just had this floating around in my head a lot and the fact that you guys named something libra i'm like all right well i'm just gonna dump this all out on you guys and see what you think (laughs) but i i think like i've noticed like a lot of people on on like well let's just let's just let's just out my personal shit here like on dating apps and things like that there will be i'll see people that will straight up say like no aries (laughs) or something (laughs) like that and i'm just and i've noticed that it's like really prevalent like i'm not used to that i feel like okay so two-part question here actual question do you feel like it's made it's making a resurgence in popular culture like do you feel like it's more popular now than maybe like five ten years ago because i feel like i'm noticing it a lot more now um so that's part one and do you think that there's anything to someone like straight up saying like hey if you have this sign i want nothing to do with you or is that like taking it too far because i I'm just curious. Like, I don't understand it well enough. You know what I mean? I think these are excellent questions. Good. Thank you so much for dumping all of these on us, as you so put it. Um, yeah. So I do actually, I do think that it's made a resurgence in popular culture. And one thing that I did learn on the Astro Blast podcast uh, that is now going by a different name, Inkblood Astrology, maybe, who knows? I don't know. Um, but Google probably does. So um, is that like it's come in and out of like popular culture since it started to be like a big thing. Um, And I feel like like there was definitely a big boom in like I want to say probably like the 70s or so. But I don't actually really know too much more about that personally. But again, Astro Blast. That, I learned a lot about that then. Um, and as far as, ooh, yeah, saying like, ooh, if you're a specific sign, I want nothing to do with you. I mean, I would wonder what their reasons are. Someone's probably got some stuff that they need to unpack, perhaps, or <laughs> might need some support. <laughs> and it may be like, yeah. <laughs> like therapeutic, in a, you know, in a, in a loving way. I think we all love therapy here. We all love therapy. Yes, we do. Um, maybe not. Or maybe just from friends, you know. Um, but also, one thing I would say about just like um, saying, like, if you're X, then whatever. Again, like, I feel like a lot of people will like get as far into understanding astrology as their sun sign. And I think for a lot of people, and myself included, like, my sun sign is Gemini, and I really identify with it. And I always have growing up, like, reading, like, before I even knew anything more about astrology than you read your horoscopes in the newspaper. Like I was always like, Oh yeah, cool. Whatever. That's fun. Um, but I've always known people are like, yeah, I'm like a cancer and I have no idea. That's not me, whatever. And then it wasn't until I started learning about like the other like planets that are in that have these different signs. And so they're like areas of your life that are now flavored in a different way because they, these planets were in these like, um, signs in your birth try at the time you're born and that kind of might flavor your personality a little bit so like uh my virgo moon for example makes me like really critical or self-critical but really really good organizer sometimes and then i'm like how do i compute that with adhd it's like oh yeah the gemini thing and then i learned like oh my gosh my chart is just flooded with gemini it's got gemini all over the place so like if you have more like planets 
in different signs and none of them are your sun sign, you might feel like, huh, this sun sign doesn't really pertain to me. It's kind of garbage or whatever. Um, I don't really believe in it until you look at your full chart and then you're like, oh yeah, stuff starting to make sense. Or that might resonate with me. If you look at like all the different um, aspects of like your personality, but also the outer context, which you were born. So yeah, I would say that again, that might be just due to reduction of generalizing to sun signs as being the ultimate only defining thing of astrology when it doesn't usually land for people and it doesn't exist really in a vacuum outside of the other characteristics of your birth chart. Yeah. I wonder how much if, if, uh, you know, I'm really into mental health and things like that too. And like, I'm really into like psych, I have a degree in psychology and I, I, so I like to ask questions that are like around like the way people kind of perceive things and the way, um, you know, cognition, things like that, or, or just the, the way people sort of interpret their surroundings from a psychological standpoint and like how people contextualize their own behavior more specifically. And I think that one of the potential hangups I see in, in astrology is, and you know, I've asked you this being people that are, are more into it and know more about it. And it's clear that, you know, you, you have a, a deep understanding of like how to contextualize your behavior and your emotions in, into, uh, um, you know, astrology. So I wonder, have you, have you encountered this or do has anyone you know or do you see this being a potential issue to where it becomes like a crutch like say if you have like a particular flaw or something like that you know i i could see people maybe i worry that maybe people would would say like oh well that's because of this sign that, you know and then by placing you know not saying placing blame or like shedding responsibility necessarily, but they, you know, maybe they feel doomed to have that flaw because mm -hmm. it is associated with this one particular thing. Like, I think to what extent, like, do people, I mean, I guess, am I accurate in thinking that that's a possibility that sometimes people might, you know, see that they have a particular trait that's related to a particular sign and then they don't, maybe they feel less are less likely to do the work themselves to to like to work on that particular flaw or is that part of like the challenge of it is you know recognizing these things but then also recognizing your own agency when it comes to like um like working through those types of things that's this making sense i hope <laughs> yeah yeah like okay. i feel like to like answer that part for me i don't know as much but alex says like the the like all the contextual stuff, but I do know what you're talking about. And like, I think part of it is just that like people, people are going to gravitate towards pop philosophy always. And like, I think that's, so there's like the actual context of astrology, but then it's also like in some ways, like a meme slash like pop psychology. And so like in the same way that I could put on a dating app, like, no Gryffindors, <laughs> which like I might do, but I'm like not being serious. And also Gryffindor is not a real thing. <laughs> it's, it, you know, and so I feel like sometimes right. people use it in that where like they, they say like no Aries, but I, like they may or may not actually, they either one, like don't actually understand what Aries means. And so they're just making a generalization or two, they do, but they're just like being kind of meme about it because like, like my partner and I will like make jokes about that where I'm like, my partner's a Gemini sun sign and like, I'm a Capricorn. So I'm like working when I don't need to be. And so I'm like, Oh, it's cause I'm a Capricorn when like, that's 
a super oversimplification and I'm not actually, well, I am doing every single thing I do in every single moment, obviously, but I don't know. Like if, if we didn't have astrology, I feel like people would just do it with something else. You know, like people were, I remember when I first started college, like people were super into the, what was it? The MBTI, like I'm an INFJ or an ENFP, like people super into that and like Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. some merit to the actual study that's not connected to the way that people use it and put it on their profiles (laughs) like i'm an enfp you're an enfp like people are always going to gravitate towards things that like categorize people i feel like and i feel like that's what's happening is it's just like yeah like describing words and just like helps you feel like you have an identity and it helps you feel like you can relate to other people using it even if you're not actually using it in the right context. <laughs> no, I, I glad that you said that like it, you know, they could always just find something else because I kind of see the parallel in with mental to mental health in general. Like this is the problem I have with, with overdiagnosing people, you know, um, I've, I've been given a number of different diagnoses, diagnoses over my the course of my life that, if I were to mm-hmm. completely just identify with them, I don't know that I would be the person that I am today. Like, I don't know that I would have, you know, like if I would have allowed a certain label to stick with me when I was given it at a, at a young age, you know, when I say young age, maybe like 10th grade, if I would have allowed, you know, what some doctor thought of me based on one hour of conversating to stick with me and I, and, and really shape my identity. Like I probably would be way more messed up, you know, not to say I'm not messed up now. Like everybody kind of has their shit that they deal with, but I just think that like over, I think any, when it comes to any labeling, whether it's like a diagnosis or, um, you know, astrology or, or just like even like cultural influences, things like that, stereotypes, anything that like, tells you well because i'm this then i'm this way i think all of those things should be taken with a grain of salt and here i am just fucking soapboxing as if i know anything but like i just think (laughs) you know all these things should be taken with a grain of salt and and you know people should just remind themselves that like you it's so corny also like you have the power to be what you want to be to an extent you know what i mean like if you don't like something about yourself within certain limitations like you you're, you're able to like side that you don't want to be that to an extent you know and 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 the degree to which that's possible is different for everybody so i don't want to say that like you know if just like i'm adhd for me if i can't just say i'm gonna be able i want to be able to focus way better you know to a certain extent i'm just never gonna be able to do that you know so like i get that there's limitations but there's always room to like not be completely bound to these these labels that we either are given or we give ourselves so that's kind of like my spiel i guess i don't know yeah okay so here at this point um the discord recording cut out um so we're gonna jump ahead to the uh the end of the interview there's still you know about like 15 20 minutes left but you know discord just fucks up sometimes to be honest with you the recording bot just stopped recording so i had to restart it so we're about to jump ahead a little bit so sorry for the uh jumbliness that's a word all right here we go <laughs> okay okay 
helpful. We're just gonna, we're just gonna like, we're just gonna collectively pretend that it was never an issue, and then maybe we can just will Craig's compliance into existence. Uh, so, yeah, I'm gonna have a fun time producing this one. Jesus. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm so lazy. By the way, like when it comes to like production on the episodes, like I I wish every episode would just I could just copy and paste it into Ableton and just export it, and then boom, beautiful. I really am so lazy. I think it's not really. I had a therapist once tell me that he doesn't believe in laziness. He thinks it's always something else. And for me, it's like ADHD means like you, like it's not lazy. It's just that it takes so much mental effort in to start doing executive dysfunction. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But like once I'm in there doing it, I'm like, you get the hyper focus to kick in, but it's like, it's like you forget that you forget that that's going to happen. And it still feels like this insurmountable mental effort to even start doing something easy, you know, like, it's not hard. Like it's not hard to produce the episodes at all. It's just like tedious. And yeah, you get it. I mean, you're preaching oh, to the yeah. choir. We yeah. got you. We got you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so you're saying, just let's go over the, uh, you know, the band sort of processing time thing again, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for like check-ins, we we have uh, Tuesday night admin nights, and then we have Thursday night rehearsal nights. So on those nights when we get together, uh, we joke and basically like the first hour or so of it is just processing time where we just i don't know it's the first time we get together after a week and um just just unloading on like each other of like you know just being a human and going about our daily tasks and such um (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's kashik um yeah um yeah, I think we got a good schedule going with uh, the the time that we set aside for um, band things, and that gives us a chance to, um, yeah, basically just check in and spend time with each other. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, admin day, yeah, on Tuesdays. Is that what I heard? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. You, what type of stuff are you guys doing there? Because that's interesting. Like I, I've, I haven't heard like a band like setting aside particular things for that, but that's something I'm really interested in. Um, that sort of side of things. I like to sh- sort of shine a light on that side of things, especially for bands that are like just getting their start so that they can understand like all the things that actually need to happen in order to make <laughs> the band work. And so I'm curious yeah, yeah. Like, what type of stuff, what type of stuff is happening on a Tuesday for you guys? Um, That's a really, I like how you said that too, because it's, um, you know, like for, for folks that are playing music in, in their town and like playing out at bars and stuff for fun or like as a hobby or as like a side thing, um, you know, like a lot of it, a lot of what you might do is just kind of booking and sending emails, coordinating like, okay, we're going to play this day at this time. And then you practice. Um, but for us, like we're really trying to like take this somewhere beyond just our hometown. And we're kind of on hold with doing a lot of things, obviously because of COVID and not being able to tour. And like, we were two days into tour our first like multi-state tour when we had to obviously cancel that. But, um, 
But yeah, so for us, like we're really trying to to do things, but we're very DIY and like we're in completely independent. So there's a lot of things that that people really don't that I did think about going into this when we made that decision. Um, that goes into being independent. So for like our Tuesdays, like we we're like constantly like feeling emails back and forth with like this kind of stuff, like doing podcasts or like trying to get people to write reviews of our music or just like sending our press stuff out to people in the hopes that we'll make connections. So it's a lot of like emailing, um, you know, we have merch, so we sort of like, you know, we don't all live together. And so like we use our times together to send out merch orders, to work on like designs. We're very collaborative too, like in pretty much everything that we do. So we like put our heads together if we're, working on like (laughs) he wants attention this is the first time another cat has been on the show normally it's my cats this is great yeah he wants attention he sees that we're having fun (laughs) but yeah i'm listening Um, i'm sorry no you're good (laughs) cats are the best uh yeah, I don't know, just that kind of stuff. Like, because we're like independent, we do all of our own like press and promo and designing our album covers. And it's just like, there's always, I feel like there's always something, and every week it's something different. But we just sort of, because of that, like, again, ADHD sort of <laughs> when we have practice, we're like, okay, let's just have a day where we sit down together because we're more productive that way. And we just respond to all of our emails, we figure out what we need to do, we book, try to book things, just that kind of stuff that we're all doing on our own. Gotcha. Yeah. And like, I, I think, you know, one, I, I did know that type of stuff needed to happen. Um, but one, it's hard being the, you know, that's kind of something that you kind of undertake when you're like the sole songwriter type visionary type thing. I hate even right. using the word visionary to describe myself. Cause it seems like, so cock but it's you know you know what i mean like it's that's one of those things where i wish i had people to share that with you know what i mean i wish i had people to kind of like collaborate on that with a little bit but at the same time if i did it wouldn't be it wouldn't be what it is um which is like mine 100 percent. but like it's awesome that you guys have that for one i'm jealous um i do have i mean i'm in another band where it is more collaborative um but we don't like work as much like we don't do as much i guess um yeah but yeah, like the what I'm getting at is like the podcast is where I really started to understand all the shit that needs to happen. Like I started to see it's been really helpful because like bands I I now am one of the people that bands will send their press kits to, you know. Weird thinking that right. I'm part of like the press, quote unquote. Because I'm, you know, I just fuck with cats all day. Uh but you know, I uh <laughs> But yeah, it's it's been interesting to see like I can almost tell like who's going to be a good interview versus not necessarily who's going to be a good one, but I can see like who's more prepared. Like who which bands are like have like an understanding of what is required in order to kind of quote unquote make it. And uh and which bands maybe need need some help. And you know, I'm not saying which bands are bad at it. I specifically am saying which bands might need some help because everybody has to learn somehow. And I I think the reason I asked you that question before about like, what do you guys do on a Tuesday? Because I think a lot of the bands that come on here maybe don't understand that yet. And I know this based on the way they even ask to be on the show. It's like, Hey, you didn't like straight up. Sometimes bands just don't give me enough information. 
Like, and I say yes still because it's all good. Everyone needs to learn, blah, blah, blah. But like, I feel like a lot of the bands that come on end up being listeners and it's helpful for them to hear, you know, the types of things that they should be doing. You know, if, if, if they want it to become, as you said, like something that's not just in their hometown or home state, you know, to really start thinking about, you know, making it a business as much as that sucks, you know what I mean? Like as, as resistant as I am to doing any of those things, like you, you got to, you got to, you know, I mean, you can always make, if you have the financial means to like hire that stuff out, which will be one of the first things I do if my band ever makes money is start hiring shit out management wise. But yeah. until then, like you just got to do it. Like, how bad do you want to do it? You know, how bad do you want it? If you want that lifestyle bad enough, you will do it. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you said, like it's it's exhausting because you are like turning it into a business, and that's why like not everyone has the time or capacity or interest to do that. Like, you don't have to do all those things to just play shows at a bar for the most part. But um, there's like this right. weird. We were talking about this the other day, but there's like this weird sort of status of a band and that we're like, I kind of in or like approaching that's sort of in between the like, you're a local band that sort of can get shows at local venues by making connections, yada, yada, open for people. And then there's the like point where like you quote unquote make it, whether that's someone big, here's your song or like whatever your break is. And then you get to the point where like, then you hire a manager and you hire a PR person and you hire a booking agent. And so, but then there's that like in between space where like, we do not are not making enough money to hire anyone (laughs) to do any of those things. But we're also like doing a lot more than just playing a couple shows a month. So it's like that weird in between space where like, you're kind of doing everything yourself, but also there's, there's still a lot to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the good thing about that, I guess the silver lining or like way I would look at it would be like if you actually are doing all those things and you have that much to do, that, that that's a good sign because like if no one cared about your band or if like if you weren't making a good product, then you probably wouldn't get very many responses to those emails or you wouldn't have a lot of correspondence going on. It would be a lot of one-sided like attempts at getting information or attention or whatever have you but the fact that like people are getting back with you is what creates so much work you know and that there's there's things to be done because like there are people who are willing to work with you type of thing where that's kind of like what i've told myself when the podcast feels like overwhelming it's the reason it's overwhelming is because there are like four or five different publishing publicist like firms or whatever that are like sending me bands that want to be on. So I have to like, like, Oh, I gotta go check my email. But it's like, dude, when I started this podcast, I was like in a basement and (laughs) I was like hitting up people. I had no idea who they were just to try and convince them to come let me interview them. And now it's like, if I, if someone would have told me then that like in a year and a half, like you're going to have to be fielding emails every day. Like I would be elated. You know what I mean? I'd be ecstatic like that. That was the case. So, Sometimes you just got to remind yourself like where you're at now compared to like, how would you look at yourself like a year ago? Would, would this be a good thing that you have this problem or no? And almost always it's going to be like, yes, 
in these in these right. days. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's true. Like it's it's all like you said, good signs that people are that things are happening. It's just you got to stay on top of the things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's if there's any silver lining to the pandemic at all, which almost feels like you know bad to say, but it's that every there there can be a little bit of a break in terms of like the booking of the shows it's almost a relief to like not have to book shows you know like to not have to do it because it's so tedious you know and that was like i mean as much as i would much rather be booking shows you know <laughs> and playing it's it was almost just like okay i can take a break i preferred it to not last a year and a half but <laughs> oh yeah it's not my yeah, preference it is. But yeah. what have you guys been doing, like musically, um, like to kind of get through? The, like you said, you have some stuff that you that has is not released yet. Like what what's kind of what's like kind of coming next for you guys when this uh, when things start to open back up? Any plans? Uh, so currently, we're actually in uh, talks of organizing a monthly live stream show that uh, we are trying to book up right now we've we're planning all the way into september um because we're not sure if we want to book out in person yet so this is probably going to be our little passion project to take on uh until things are more i don't know clear to us like where everything's gonna land uh because mm -hmm. you know it's about you know <sighs> what's appropriate for booking what's appropriate for having people come out to see those shows what's safe what's not acceptable so uh we're we're, we're starting with this live stream show uh we're hoping that it'll get some traction uh our first show is going to be on the 7th of may so uh, it's going to be the first friday of every month for the next couple of months so that's that's kind of uh, what we're looking at doing. And in the meantime, we're going to keep, you know, our, keep our feelers out and, and just kind of take it week by week as far as what we feel comfortable doing as far as booking in person. Um, so there are some opportunities that are like spaced out, social distanced, masked up uh, things that we are considering, but uh, nothing is definitive yet. So in the meantime, uh, doing this live stream and then just continuing on with our other side projects, like we've got uh, merch that we've rolled out. We're trying to get an album out by the end of spring uh, slash early summer. So we've got a couple things that we're doing in the meantime because we can't play out live. And honestly, it's, it's heart wrenching that we can't play out live, but it's also not the worst thing in the world because there's so many other things uh, we figured out that we can do. Yeah, I mean, best you can really do is just kind of like stay positive, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, you know, we'll we'll end up wrapping up here. Sorry about the technical issues that we had, but before we kind of do wrap up for for good, I'm just, you know, you said you had like a one tour that kind of got um canceled, but you know, maybe you played a little bit. I always like to ask any band that has been on any type of tour. I don't want to miss out if there's a, if there's like a tour story that I should be hearing, you know, um, I would hate to miss that. So do you guys have anything from like your brief experience touring that, you know, would qualify as content <laughs> or, or have you not been able to do enough of it? 
the days that we were able to knock out were really, truly memorable because when we were in it, it was like, oh my God, this is happening. We yeah. did this ourselves. We booked all of it. We, we did all of the emailing. We put all of the work in and had a, a solid 10 day tour around the Midwest and uh, having it cut short, you know, nothing we can do about it. But the three days that we had, like we had a tour kickoff here in Madison with two of our favorite bands at the time. And uh, it was it was just it was really fantastic because everybody came out for us. Everybody was there to support us. They were happy to send us off. And uh, the next day, the next morning, we left for uh, Minneapolis, and we had to make a tough call because one of the other bands uh, that was uh, like the headliner of the show in Minneapolis pulled out because uh, for for perfectly understandable reasons, uh, you know, they had an, an immunocompromised uh, band member, and they said we're not we can't do this because we're not going to risk it and we totally understood but we made the trip anyway uh, and ended up meeting a really cool band from the minnesota area called poor will they've since become really good friends of ours and we're hoping to play with them in the future uh the next day we went down to uh the quad cities and stayed with alex's best friend jack and we had a great time playing at rock island uh brewing company uh, there were like 10 people there, but you know what? We still had a great time. Uh, <laughs> so just the trip itself was memorable because we were also freaking excited to do it. Um, so whether or not we had like, you know, a standout moment, the whole thing was a standout moment because it was the moment we had all been waiting for, for so long. Uh, all of our time and effort went into it. Uh, you know, I had sold my car and gotten a, a tour van specifically to go touring you know, we were ready to go. So, <laughs> we're so ready. we were. So ready. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we had done like, cause we played like little weekend things like going to Milwaukee and Chicago, um, you know, different places around Wisconsin and Northern Illinois. But this was like the first time we had planned something where like first time we were going to play in Minnesota and first time we were going to play in Michigan and um, Iowa and expand. So I think for me, unfortunately, the most memorable part was like sitting in the car, checking my phone constantly (laughs) because like, because like, as we were driving from one place to the next, we would get an email for like, it was like Saturday and our like Thursday emailed us and was like, Hey, we canceled. And we're like, okay, well now that one's canceled. Like, are we still, are we still going to go to, you know, to this show? And then Chicago canceled, but we're, so now we're like, well, we don't really want to drive all the way to Ann Arbor if Chicago is canceling like you know so it was just it's just like refreshing our phone knowing like no one knows what's gonna happen everyone was saying like we're gonna have to go into quarantine for two weeks (laughs) and now a year and two months later we're like okay uh (laughs) yeah at the time it wasn't that bad because we had already been planning like a tour that summer um like we hadn't like reached out to anyone we hadn't like really even talked about it more than we knew we were doing it we knew which dates and like mm-hmm. I had taken off time and like at work and stuff to do it. And so like, um, like we thought like, oh, you know, we'll just reschedule these for June. It'll be great. No, no. Listen, if we had booked this 10 day tour 10 days prior, we would have made it. Yeah, we, we, made done it. It. we were so close. Like it just, we picked uh-huh. the wrong week. Picked the wrong week. Coronavirus picked spring break to show up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I had a show canceled, uh, like the first weekend, like it was like the, you know, the very first weekend that things were closed in Michigan, we had a 
one band had a show canceled and then the following weekend was supposed to be like our first i you know i wouldn't really call it a tour but we were going to play like a weekend or play out the west side of michigan we're from the east side of michigan we're going to like tour the west side didn't happen but you know <laughs> it's about the memories we made along the way but anyways uh, <laughs> i appreciate you guys coming on and you know again thanks for being patient with fucking craig uh but yeah <laughs> Just you plug your stuff real quick. Thing. You know, let people know where they can find. I know you guys have catandhurricane.com, but you know, let people know where they can find your stuff and uh and yeah, what you got out and all that. Yeah. So catandhurricane.com, yeah, that's our website. It has links to pretty much everything. Um our music's on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube music. Not Amazon. Not, Not Amazon. Amazon. But <laughs> mostly uh <laughs> most things. Um, we have a merch store on Bandcamp. It's countinthehurricane.bandcamp.com slash merch. And then we're on social media. I would say we're most active probably on Instagram. Um, but Facebook we use a lot too for like po- promoing shows and stuff. And we just launched a Patreon too for people that want to like support us financially month to month, especially um, as we're launching our monthly live stream in May. So yeah, that's what we got going on. Sweet, 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 sweet. Alrighty, well, yeah. Again, I appreciate you guys coming on, and I, I'm always happy when I get to talk about mental health on this podcast because you know, what do you call it? Executive dysfunction. That's that's gonna be a new. Oh yeah, term that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the clinical that's, that's term. <laughs> a, that's a, such a nice way of saying like I'm fucked up. You know. <laughs> I well, love I feel, that. I- feel that <laughs> yeah yeah no we thank you for having us it, it was great and uh yeah yep all right well i just i just um kindly invited craig to leave and he, he did not leave, but craig. Craig. it's all good craig. it's all good you know to be honest with you like i'll we'll see what i got from this i know i have at least the first 45 minutes i think that last bit recorded if not I'll just talk for the rest of the episode. I'll kind of just talk and I'll, I'll plug your guys and stuff for you. If that's the case. Um, okay. but yeah, I mean, there's, there's only so much I can do with Craig, you know, I hope you guys understand, but like, I'll try to, to salvage it the best I can. <laughs> and, you know, and just to let you know, the next time you guys have something to promote or something like that, just hit me up again. I can always have you back on too. I'm happy to do it. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds great. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, cool. All right, well, you guys have a good night. I'll, I'll talk to you later. I'll let you know when this is going to be coming out. Awesome. Okay. awesome. Thanks, you Thanks too. so much. Bye. Bye. And that's the episode, guys. Thank you for listening. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Sort of missing 10 minutes of the interview there, but again, thanks for listening. Check out Cat and the Hurricane. They're really good. I'm not kidding. Um, and Give them a follow on social media. Give the podcast a follow. Tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.